Welcome to the Pro Wrestling Shoot. I'm your host, Jesse Carter, and today we have a former bandmate and local artist, um, solo artist, guitar player from Zon, Chase McClendon. Chase, how's it going, man? Hey, it's good. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem, man. Um, I love having local artists on here, and I love interacting with the music scene still. Like I said before, I know this is the pro wrestling shoot, and we will be doing a lot of wrestling topics, but... I always have to dive into what I'm passionate about, and that's music. And I got a lot of friends in this industry. So, how are you guys holding up during the pandemic, man? Are you guys um, planning for shows when when all this is said and done? Or are you recording new music? What, what's going on with you guys? So, we had a uh, a new album come out not too long ago. It was called the Behold the Key. And it was slated to come out on the 27th of March. Uh, yeah, 27th of March, and uh, we were going to do a CD release up in Spokane. Um, as of now, we do not have a CD release, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> a comeback show, if you will, or something like that for uh, after after the lockdown is has been completely lifted. Uh, we don't have any plans in the works. We actually haven't been jamming. Um, we've all been kind of, uh, I don't know. I don't know what everybody else has been doing. We've seen each other, uh, each other twice now, I think for a couple get togethers. But, um, other than that, we don't have anything in the works right now. I've just been, uh, working on my studio and, and, uh, building, uh, building some, uh, uh, working on different projects and, uh, woodworking projects and, uh, making music myself. So, yeah. All I've been up to right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to stay busy. It's it's kind of hard with all the social distancing guidelines and everything, and all the mask wearing, especially in our area where you know we're we just now went to phase one point five. I think is what they're calling it. <laughs> so yeah. you can't can't really do anything. So it's a little hard to get together, and everybody's still a little worked up and scared with all the the case numbers climbing and everything like that. But um, the album. Um, is released on Spotify, correct? Yeah, yeah, it is out on Spotify, all the all the major platforms. Man, I I've listened to this album several times, and I get excited and tickled every time I listen to it because I I've known you guys for so long, and I've just got to you know witness firsthand how much you've grown musically, and it's just incredible to me like that you guys are not out on this big stage touring with these big bands by now, like you guys are a serious hidden gem in the metal community. Dang. Wow, that's pretty high praise. Thanks, man. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, if anybody disagrees with me, they can go and listen to this album and try to argue otherwise. But for me, I j it's, it's there, man. Yeah, it was, a. Uh... It was a, a decent process to get this one out. Uh, we decided to do uh, all the recording and editing ourselves, and it was about from start to finish, from start to release, I think it was about three years. Wow. That's <laughs> that's the longest process I've ever heard of. Where did you guys do the recording? Yeah, just shy of Tool, it seems like we're taking... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, we recorded at my house. Yeah, we recorded at my house in... Uh, the drums were recorded in my son's room before he was born, and uh, we did all of the guitar, bass, and vocal tracking in the in the studio that I'm sitting in now. 
Wow, that's amazing. That that album sounds so professionally done. I would have never guessed that it was done in your house. <laughs> that's that's absolutely insane to me. Um, where when did you guys finally decide that you were going to be ready to release this thing? So we uh, back in uh, what was it? Actually, I think it was January, January of last year. Um, we decided that we wanted to outsource uh, the mixing for the album. And we booked some time uh, with a gentleman named Dave Otero. And we booked uh, for late August, September with him. So we got everything prepped, sent it out to him in like August. And I think we got it back like late September or something like that. And we thought that it might come out. We were originally trying to release it on, uh, what was it? Because uh, the the we were trying to release it on uh, I don't want to give away the completely give away the little secret of the album, but we were trying to release it in uh, nineteen, uh, and we thought it might come out uh, in like November, and then we were thinking maybe December, and then um, stuff kind of started getting backed up with the um, the CD production companies and whatnot, and uh, I think. Um, we ended up in January kind of knowing that it was going to come out around March timeframe. Well, to me, it couldn't have been more perfect because when it came out, I'm pretty sure I was on lockdown. I had nothing to listen to. And I was like, man, I just wish something would come out. There's no TV shows coming out at this time. I'm completely bored. And then I see a post from you guys saying news on album up on Spotify and I completely lost my mind, and I locked myself in the room <laughs> and went to go listen to this thing because I was just dying for some new content from something. And, man, you guys certainly delivered, and I, I couldn't have been more happy with it. But so are you guys are you guys signed? Do you guys have a label? Um, who are you guys working with? Yeah, yeah, we are signed to Black House Records based in Spokane. Um, and... That is run by Scott Rossell. Yeah. Right on, man. Um, is he is he also helping you guys get a tour together when all this is done, or is there any talks about this or any plans? Um, we've we've talked about getting um getting some shows going on, but again, yeah, right now with with everything up in the air, we're just kind of not sure what what the future looks like. At least I'm not. <laughs> No, I completely understand, man. It's 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 hard out there for everybody. I like I said, I got some friends in the pro wrestling business. Um, they're not signed by WWE. They're not signed by any television show. As as some people know, um, WWE is continuing their their television production just without fans. And they have well, I guess they got a couple fans now in the audience, but they're running it from their performance center. So they're still able to work. These wrestlers are still able to produce content on a weekly basis, but everybody in the independent leagues are kind of left in the dust. And this is how they feed their families. There is no, there's, you know, there is no television production for them. It's all independently run. Um, the only way that people can support them is by, you know, either contacting these guys and buying merchandise or whatever they can to, to put a little bit of money in their pockets. It's, it's been rough out there for everybody, man. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to work for a job that, 
has continued to run through this whole pandemic. Um, but I know a lot of people out there that are hurting, man, and especially the music scene. So, you know, I, I, I can't imagine, you know, you guys have this album come out and I'm sure you guys had a lot of plans going on uh, in your heads and, you know, album release date, tour, merchandise coming out. And then this pandemic hits and everything is just stopped in its tracks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I've been seeing uh, you're talking about how people in the, the wrestling industry are um, having to kind of evolve to feed their families and whatnot. And I've seen uh, similar things. I watch a lot of guitar videos because I'm kind of a guitar nerd. And, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of guys who, you know, relied on touring, you know, and album sales and whatnot, mostly a lot, a lot on touring um, for their income, switching to, uh, you know, media platforms, uh, putting out lessons, uh, talking about their gear, you know, uh, starting, you know, shows on media platforms to kind of, uh, you know, just just survive and try something different, which you know, it was kind of cool, actually. I, I, you know, getting to get into uh, some of these guys' living rooms, some of these uh, really great guitar players is, you know, it's a nice change of pace. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't, I don't uh, wish wish anybody's, you know, source of income to to stop, but I'm definitely grateful to be able to get a, a different insight on some of these people. So. Yeah, dude, definitely. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's a change for everybody, man. It's it's a little wild out here. Um, I got friends that who I want to hang out with, of course, you know, that are just absolutely terrified from this pandemic and they don't, you know, they don't want to come out of their house or nothing like that, which I, I fully understand, man. And I fully support. Um, it's it definitely scary and weird times um, going on, but I guess, you know, we just got to wait until all this is over and we can all get back to our lives and, you know, you guys can get back to doing your thing and killing the music scene. And um, let's talk a, a little bit about some of your your other projects that you have going on. What uh, what are you working on on your uh, solo career? Um, so what I'm working on at uh any given point in time is it's all semi-emotional whatever i'm feeling if you will uh right now i've probably got and i'm trying to pare this down because i used to be really bad about having like 20 projects going on at the same time not necessarily band projects but different songs that i'd be working on so right now i think i've pared it down to like five songs maybe that i'm <laughs> i'm working on right now um all of them are uh it seems like all of them are different genres you know one of them's a uh you know, a technical uh, heavy metal song, you know, another one's, uh, I got like two, I think, uh, worship songs that I'm working on. I've got, and then I've got another one that's like, it's, it's like somewhere in between. There's like progressive rock and roll jazz. And I mean, it, there's no vocals for that one. That one's just purely instrumental. So, um, and that's something that uh, I think I, I think I've always struggled with trying to create my own independent band, if you will, because I've never, uh, I think the pressure is, is to go in one direction. You know what I mean? To have one, uh, style or one sound. And I've always struggled with that, with, you know, just doing one thing. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I, I've always kind of 
thought it would be fun to to do uh, concept albums, not in the sense of like a you know a theoretical concept or or a, or a philosophical concept, but like uh, a uh, genre concept album. So like you know uh, my group is basically produces content where the, each album is a concept of a type of genre. You know, so you're from from Chase McClendon. Here's my rock and roll album. Here's my heavy metal album. Here's my album of everything all at once. You know, just so that way I, I don't have to be pigeonholed into doing the same thing all the time. Oh man, I I absolutely love artists that that um love to get out of the box and try something else. I I know it's shunned upon in the metal in the metal community, man. Like I I witnessed it firsthand. Um, I, I follow, you know, metal injection and all this stuff. And I remember, uh, Slipknot being one of those bands that, um, just couldn't live up to their first two albums in some people's minds. For me, every album was amazing. Um, I loved, um, everything that they've changed. I love hearing Corey Taylor sing more. Um, it's stuff like that. I, I just love man. And, and when you're able to get out of that comfort zone and do something different and not worry about what everybody else is thinking, it really brings out the creative nature in your abilities to make something special. Heck yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I, I, uh, I've definitely heard, uh, been in that echo chamber, uh, of hearing that, you know, this band's content was only good up to, you know, from this year to this year and everything past there is terrible. And, I, you know, I don't subscribe to that. I mean, sometimes, sometimes, yes, it's right. I mean, it's not always wrong, but I, I would say the majority of the time for me in my experience, I, in, sorry, that was my phone. No, you're fine. <laughs> in my experience, uh, uh, I, I like seeing a band evolve, you know, what, you know what I mean? And I like, uh, I like so many different types of music that for me getting to see a, a band's music evolve, um, from hard to soft or, and then back to hard again, or, or from this to that is, is always fun, especially when they have that quality that, that makes them sound like them, no matter what they're playing. You know what I mean? I, Metallica could be playing a really soft song and it still sounds like Metallica, you know, a, a slipknot, same idea. You know, I, I, I oh, like yeah. that the bands out there that have that, that thing about them. I don't know what it is, but. Unless, unless you're Tool. If you're Tool, you always sound like Tool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right there. I, I remember listening to their new album and everybody was completely stoked about it. And for <laughs> the first 10 seconds in, I was like, yep, yep, this is this is Tool. Yep, yeah. sounds sounds like Tool. <laughs> yeah. So um, what what are some of the fi- uh, your favorite gigs that you've played? It doesn't have to be in Zon. It doesn't have to be in... Um, uh, all gussied up or, or Androcles, which we were in, um, but just some of your, or can be a little bit of all, um, what, what are some of the, the coolest gigs that you've got to enjoy playing? I mean, I know that we always used to run Rays and Zahn has run Rays. Well, now we don't have Rays. And, um, I, for me, I wasn't in a band very long. But at the time that I was in a band, I remember playing the Battle of the Bands with you guys. And I remember being on that gigantic stage, gigantic crowd, and there was nothing like it. And I'm sure you guys have blown that experience out of the water since you guys have started playing. <laughs> um, so some of my uh, 
some of my favorite gigs, um, gosh, there's, there's quite a few that come to mind. Uh, one of my earliest gigs that I played, um, that I really enjoyed was for an, uh, an assembly at my high school. Uh, it was for a drunk, drunken driving, uh, drunken driving, uh, assembly. They were basically trying to, you know, uh, dissuade us young kids from, uh, driving drunk. And they had, and I actually didn't know all this was going on. I, they told me they were going to show me a video behind, uh, what I was, you know, while I was playing. And I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention or if I can't remember why I didn't know this was going on, but I was playing this, uh, song. Uh, I was covering, uh, Hear You Me by, uh, Jimmy Eat World. And it was one of my favorite songs at the time. It's kind of a sad song. And I was playing that in, at this assembly. And uh, it was really powerful for me because when I started, it was it was the biggest room I had ever played to at the time. And I was so nervous. I, uh, I cracked. My voice was cracking really bad when I first started. And I remember there was a couple folks in the front row, kids that I'd you know gone to school with since I was in elementary school. And they were kind of giggling at me you know <laughs> for whatever reason i i uh got some intestinal fortitude and just kind of i don't know started started really putting my heart into it and after the uh the assembly was over people came up to me and were telling me <laughs> uh that the the performance touched them and everything and um you know how how the music went along so well with the video and uh that it made an impact on them so that was that was pretty cool for me um yeah big one was definitely the uh battle of the bands um that one was you know crazy cool that was a really cool time uh shout out to uh mr kuzma joseph kuzma for um getting that all set up and being a, an awesome friend letting us play laser tag and all that that was a <laughs> A great experience. Um, uh, gosh, uh, 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 playing uh, in Boise, in Boise, Idaho, uh, with all gussied up at the Knitting Factory. That was a big show. Um, we had uh, kids coming up to us asking for autographs, and that was that was wild. Um, it was a long drive and it was, it was definitely fun and worth it. Kind of get the, the big band experience, if you will. Um, same thing was on. We got to play, uh, the knitting factory and, uh, Spokane. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then, um, I think one of, one of the coolest experiences for me, um, was playing, uh, the battle of the bands, uh, it was it was more of a process than it was just one show. Uh, but the Battle of the Bands, uh, put on by Dirty River Entertainment, um, held at the Emerald of Siam. Um, and I, I think it was like three or four rounds, and I was just playing by myself. Um, uh, and I ended up making it to the final round uh, of the solo category, and uh, the final battle was held at John Dam Plaza in in Richland and um uh, I think it's the Giza stage is what it's called yeah um, yeah yeah and I'd always you know wanted to play you know at a bigger stage you know in in town and uh, being outside and playing that was that was super cool and uh, I met uh one of my good friends 
he's one of my good friends now. I didn't know him at the time, but was was uh, one of the judges um, and helped me record uh, one of the songs that I'm uh, pretty fond of to this day. So that was, yeah, that was definitely uh, an experience I definitely won't forget. I still got a little, a little I've got the little, uh, uh, I guess I'll call it a certificate of, of, of uh, winning my solo category framed and up on my wall right now. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. That's, I, yeah. I would have it up on the wall too, man. That's an accomplishment. <laughs> so you got any fun stories on the road that you want to share that we're able to share in a non-cussing environment? um let me see road stories uh i mean if you're unable to tell them man (laughs) it's that's okay because i know how wild it gets out out there on the road man like um i had some of the funnest times on the road but thinking back on it now (laughs) It's not exactly a story that I would want to tell to, you know, my my pastor or anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know. I guess I guess we were on tour with uh all gussied up one uh I guess the one big tour that we did. And I think that we I can't remember if we had a show that got dropped or if we just decided to go out of our way and go go to Reno. And we all just kind of Hung out in Reno for a day and gambled. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was yeah. That's, it was a little, little Vegas. <laughs> that's a hell of hell of a road story. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. party and nothing. Nope. We're just gonna be a band full of old fathers and go hit the craps table. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that works for me, man. Hey, better safe than sorry. So is there yeah. anything um, – you just released a, a new song on SoundCloud. Um, yeah, yeah. It's on SoundCloud and it's also on Bandcamp. Yeah. Bandcamp. Bandcamp, yeah. And um, you can find you, – you can just put my name in front of uh, Bandcamp or my name behind SoundCloud and you'll, you'll find me. This mm-hmm. one time in Bandcamp, I found Chase McClendon's <laughs> new work. <laughs> so what's the, what's the name of the song? Uh, it is called The Other Side. The, the other, other Side. S- mm-hmm. So I, I told you the story before um, before we got on the air about the song and how much I really enjoyed it. But I'm going to tell it now, too. So my wife absolutely hates metal music, just wants nothing to do with it. I've tried and I've tried and I've tried and I've tried and just cannot break that barrier with her. She does not understand the screaming, the heavy guitar, nothing. And she listens to a lot of uh, Christian artists. So that's the only thing that she really likes to listen to. She'll she'll listen to some of her, you know, Spanish music and stuff like that. But when it comes to Christian music, that's really all she digs into. I wasn't raised that way. I was raised to listen to everything. And so it's kind of hard for me to break from just listening to one genre of music. I showed her this song and she absolutely loved it. As a matter of fact, we played it twice. And and I was like, well, now that I got a song that you that you like, <laughs> that's rock and roll. <laughs> I'm going to get a hold of this guy and tell him to make more 
so we could listen to something other than just Christian music. And I'm not, I'm not like knocking <laughs> Christian music, but you know, cause I love Christian artists as well. I love a lot of Christian artists, but when you listen to one thing so much, it just gets so boring for me. So I have to listen. I, I need some of my upbeat rock and roll. Sometimes there's just nothing that cleans my soul as good as that good old rock and roll. You know what I'm saying? I do. I definitely do know what you're saying. And, and thanks. That I, I appreciate that. It's, it's great to get, great to get feedback. Um, yeah, I, I worked on that one for, geez, probably, probably not long after the shutdown, uh, through the end of April. It took me about uh, a month to get that one finished. Wow. Wow. And, and you just recorded that at your house as well. Yep. Yeah, recorded that here at the house, and um, actually uh, during the, the song is featuring uh, shout out to Jason Turner. The song is featured uh, featuring him on it, and during the lockdown, he ended up getting a set of electronic drums, and I suggested that we uh, try to get some MIDI data out of his drum kit recorded onto a program and then uh, send me over the MIDI data. Cause you know, I, to be honest, I really don't like programming drums. It's a pain in the butt and I'm, I'm never quite a hundred percent happy with it. It doesn't sound hundred percent real to me. So I thought maybe it would be cool to try to get some, um, MIDI data from a real drummer using an electronic drum kit and, you know, avoid having to do the studio thing and blah, 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 blah. And just figured we'd try it. Yeah. And, uh, it ended up working. It ended up working. Uh, his his MIDI notes plugged right into the program that I was using, and you know I already liked the drum library I was using. I thought the drums sounded great. They just didn't have a lot of life without a real drummer, you know. And so uh, we did that, and then yeah, everything else was recorded here. So he recorded the drums at his house in his garage into his laptop. Sent me the information. I plugged it into my computer, and then recorded everything else. Yeah, man, uh, I I really enjoy that song. It, it's it's um, to me it, it it's absolutely insane how you guys figure out how to do these electronic drums to begin with. And I'm not talking about like the the drums that JJ plays. I'm talking about some of the recordings that you used to do to to learn drum loops. I've gotten some drum loop programs before and tried to mess with it, and I wanted to throw my computer out the window. I don't I don't understand how. Um, <laughs> how you guys have that built in you to just learn how to do all this on the computer. Um, I know Aaron McKinney did a lot of that with the new red reason recordings. You hear that in the intro of this podcast and it's phenomenal how close it sounds to the actual thing. Shout out to him too. Uh, really love the, the job that he did um, with those drums and just the, the production in general. It sounds really good. Um, really captures what I remember from watching you guys back in the day. It's, it's awesome. Definitely a trip down memory lane. Dude, if we would have sounded like that um, when we were playing, we would have been signed. And I told him this. I was like, dude, like you, you oversold us on this one. <laughs> we uh, did not sound anything like what you recorded us to. I mean, the, the song is the same, but the drums are just so epic the way he added them. Um, the way he edited the vocal tracks is it's simply mind blowing, blowing to me. And, you know, I I'm 
couldn't be more ha- happy with it. I'm so glad that he let me download it and use it for the podcast intro and outro. But uh, as we wind down, man, where uh, where can we where can we find you at, Chase? Uh, so uh, I. And if you're looking for my music, you can find my music on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Uh, you can, uh, I think you've you've got my name uh, on the cover of this podcast. So yeah, just my name uh, uh, .bandcamp.com or SoundCloud.com/slash my name, and I'll show up. Uh, and that's yeah, that's the that's the best place to find my music. Any uh, Twitter handles, Instagram, Facebook? Um, not currently. Uh, I just have for Facebook. I've got my 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 personal personal profile. Um, I think I'm pretty sure my personal profile is set to uh, private. Um, I Jill, my wife, has told me that if you're uh, if somebody sends you a friend request, they can still see what you're what you're posting but they can't like see personal information on a profile i don't know if that's true or not but if it is then you're in luck because i don't accept friend requests from people that i don't know personally (laughs) (laughs) so you can well well the band go ahead the the band the band has their own page right like uh like Zon yeah. has their own Facebook and yes, yes, Zon does. So if you're looking for Zon, you can find anything and everything uh, by looking them up. And uh, yep, absolutely. Uh, but for my personal stuff, um, I've, I've dissolved the other band page that I have since uh, I've gone independent, if you will. And gone so rogue. yeah, gone rogue. That's that's more like it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you're looking for anything musically for me, you'd have to be in luck with the thing with Facebook and yeah, Instagram, same thing. If you can see what I'm posting, awesome. If not, uh, well, maybe we need to shake hands. Oh, can't do that anymore. Dang it. Shake elbows. <laughs> Six feet, man. Six feet. Yeah. So yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna plug your song on here. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play any Zon tracks. Um, they can go and look that up on Spotify. Um, but I am going to play the other side by Chase McClendon as soon as this podcast is over. I feel like everybody should, um, dig into this song and listen to what it says and appreciate the content, man. Cause it's, a, it's a rare breed nowadays, but, um, I just want to thank you for coming on the show, man. Uh, it, it's so good to see your face again. I mean, it's been forever since we've hung out and once all this is done, dude, we're going to have to barbecue. Hey, heck yeah. Thanks for having me, brother. Great to see you. And, you know, I uh, wish you luck and uh, love and peace. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. All right. This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot, and we are out of time. Have a nice day.
gotta get there, just stop and think to yourself. The air is fresh, the grass is green.